Welcome to Gin and Topic. I'm Sarah. And I'm Anya. And every week we seek to learn a little bit of something about absolutely anything. All with the help from experts and rather a lot of gin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> again <laughs> we're back again we said series four was done and we did mean it but then we got something really exciting and we decided to do it we did and we didn't know where we would be and in fact recording this intro we're not together we're not together i'm in bristol you, you are, are at home I and am. it all feels a bit weird it does but at least i can see you and at least mm-hmm. i got gin we do have gin. Although this is the first time I have paid for my own gin for this podcast <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> so if you haven't listened to our Tuesday Booze Day tasting room episode, then do because uh, we have switched things around for mm-hmm. this little bonus extra episode and we've released our extra tasting room on Tuesday Booze Day because we recorded it before this episode because we were in the room, well, not quite in the room, in the room Almost. on Zoom yeah, with Emma and our guests. So it's a new field tasting room. With all of us together drinking mm-hmm. gin. It was very lovely. It was. It was really cool. And we were tasting that. Uh, well, I can actually talk about it now, can't I? Because it's happened. Yeah. And the reason why we did it that way is because it wasn't just a gin that our guest had chosen. It was a gin that our guest had made. And it was a bloody good gin. Oh, yeah. So listen to the tasting room if you haven't. And now we get to hear the full-on episode with our guest. Uh, Nice, little bonus, lovely. So, Mm -hmm. are you excited for this one? Oh... When I got the message about this one, I think I screamed (laughs) just a little bit, just a smidge. And when I got the message about this one, I had to go on Google because I've got grey hair and I wasn't sure who we were talking to. And also you didn't do a screenwriting masters. No, that's And you're not as involved in film as I am. No, no. Should we tell them then? Yeah. Okay. So this week we're talking to Paul Feig. And if... Like me, you'd, you'd have, have to go to Google. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's an American actor, comedian, writer, director, mm-hmm. producer, producer too. Yeah. Known especially for creating Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't watched. You haven't, haven't watched. watched. Haven't watched. Will at Might some have point watch. watch. Have watched the latest film of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed that one. And he's also done things like Bridesmaids. Love it. Heat. Love it. Spy. Loved it. Haven't seen those. I saw Bridesmaids with you, though. Yes. And there were some really funny bits. Um, but, you know, the reason why I do know him and I saw his picture and I was like, I really recognise you, is because he was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, <laughs> which I watched when I was younger. So the proper original TV original, the OG. series. The OG Sabrina. He was in that. Nice. So that's where I know him from. Um, and I'm very excited because he's got a Netflix series 
coming out. Yes. Very excited. Uh, because it's called The School for Good and Evil. And basically, it just looks like Hogwarts for evil stepmothers. Which, which is like, so on so brand in. for this podcast. I know. And the trailer has my most iconic symbol. A red apple. Oh, yeah. With a bite taken out of it. You've never done that. It's true. Never but done that But the reason we're speaking to Paul today... Well, we are, because this is a bonkers one. Mm-hmm. Because normally our guest chooses the gin. Mm-hmm. But this time, our guest has produced the gin. Oh, yeah. So we are going to be drinking his gin, Arting Stalls. Mm-hmm. Is that how you'd say it? I think so. Arting Stalls. Gorgeous bottle. Really gorgeous bottle. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, but we're not going to talk gin with him because, obviously, we're going to talk film. And Anya, what's our question? Because you came up I with this one. I have never come up with a question before. And I was really excited that I came up with a question. So our question this week is... Making a film and making a gin. Any similarities? Oh, perfect. And talking of gin, I'm going to get the plastic off this. So we've got our gin. And obviously, we could spend all of the time talking about gin. Easily. But we are going to also talk about film. Right. But we thought it would be good to meld the two, and Anya was the one that came up with this question. Ah. This is a really exciting episode for me because I did screenwriting as my master's. I'm really involved in film. Nice. And then Sarah meshed me, and I was like, I can do the question for this one. I've got questions. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, I love that. And so the question is... Question today is, making a gin and making a film, are there any similarities? Wow. So before we let you answer, we're going to let you enjoy some of your own gin and we will see if we can answer the question without any expertise whatsoever. Please do. No, this is exciting. <laughs> and, and then you can correct us completely afterwards. Perfect. And then we can learn something. Excellent. I will sit here silently and judge. Enjoy. <laughs> Love being judged. So what do we think we know? Um, well, we know a little bit about making gin because we've done episodes on the history of gin. Um, we, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. going well I know, yeah. thank you. It's almost as if I do my research now and again. Thank you very much. <laughs> See, I love that because I was going to go just really simple. There are ingredients in both ah. and you mix them together and depending on what you put with what, comes out a different thing. Uh-huh, yeah. that's it. That's... I mean, I do, yeah. I was going to try and be really, you know... I've brushed up on this and this is how you make gin. But now I'm thinking about it, I actually basically just remember the distilling part (laughs) and something to do with there being gin taps. So maybe I need to go back and listen to our old episodes. Yeah, which of course, you know, like we did an episode on plants and we spent the whole of this bit talking about houseplants mm-hmm. and we forgot that there were plants out in the world. <laughs> yeah. um, this is like one of those where I'm thinking about making a gin and all I thought of was literally a glass, some ice. And <laughs> you gin. didn't even and think t- about the... I didn't know. even think about the process of actually <laughs> producing the gin. Let me throw another question out there, Sarah. Yeah. What do you know about making a film? Nothing. <laughs> well, okay, what do I know? There are people that do it. Uh-huh. Um, there are loads of names on the credits mm-hmm. at the end of it. Mm-hmm. They take months. Mm-hmm. And lots of money. Mm-hmm. And tons of money. Yeah. And everyone has their own bits. Uh-huh. 
and something comes out at the end and then you just sort of wait with your fingers crossed hoping that people like it. Do you know what I'm going to throw out there today? Well, probably a lot more than me. No, I'm going to throw out a very simple idea which is that there's one thing that's very similar between making a film and making a gin. To get a good film and a good gin mm-hmm. is having a passion for what you're doing. There you go. Ooh. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> just I'm just saying, because I think if well, you really care about what you produce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And does that then go from you need that passion, but also you need the good original ingredients? Mm-hmm. Because when we were talking earlier about the gin and talking about the guys who have helped you to produce this gin, mm-hmm. making beer, yes. obviously I could only think of that horrendous beer gin that oh, we God, had. Never oh, God, never again, please <laughs> It was disgusting. What? Beer gin? It was, oh, yeah, it tasted like a pub carpet, I think. Um, <laughs> it was also flavoured with blackberries, and it was, it was just, just wrong. Weird. Wow. It was just wrong. Boy. But I think it is that if you've got, if you are passionate and you've got the really good ingredients... Mm-hmm. Because there must be, you can have a really good idea for a film, but if you haven't got the money, you haven't got the good cast, Mm -hmm. you haven't got, you know, the good writers. (laughs) Thanks, Sarah, thanks. (laughs) Then it's going to fall. It's going to flop. Yeah. I don't think I've got much more than that. That's basically our level, I think. It's all supposition. Yeah. (laughs) Guesswork and magic. (laughs) <laughs> there's, a, there's a bit of magic in making films and making gin, I think, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And luck. You take all these things and it suddenly turns into this other thing. It just suddenly yeah. happens. Yeah, in my mind, it does just suddenly happen. <laughs> <laughs> was there anything useful in there? Well, there was lots. There was, uh, no, I, I think the, the macro uh, is very uh, accurate, you know? I mean, you're very right about uh, passion and having the right idea. I mean, it all really starts with an idea you know you can't make a movie with by going let's just make a movie like you know what is it (laughs) you know but then i read tons of scripts and i also write a lot of stuff and have tons of ideas and it's like what's the one thing that's gonna catch on with somebody what's gonna make them lean forward for me with a movie i always go and i'm trying to figure out what i'm gonna do next i go okay here's the idea and if i didn't know me and i was sitting in a theater or sitting at home and an ad for this or a trailer came on for this would i go oh wow i gotta see that that looks really Mm -hmm. cool if I can't honestly answer that question, if I have to know myself and also be like, oh, I, I would want to see that because that's about so-and-so that I know, <laughs> then it's not a legitimate thing. And same with a gin. It's like, okay, what, what, I won't say hole in the market am I trying to fill because that sounds very clinical. Uh, but it's like, what, what am I trying to put into the market that I don't feel exists? And, mm-hmm. you know, which is why I did so much research, you know, before I did this gin over the years of just trying it everywhere and going like, oh, maybe this is the one that'll taste like what I want. You go, okay, that's close, but blah, 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 blah. You know, so it's that. And, you know, in, in the film business, I just, you know, I'm around, that, that's my bread and butter. I know it, I live and breathe it. So all we do is look at what's coming out, what's being developed, you know, look at other movies that are coming out, what's come before, what's fallen away and people don't want to see anymore, what's been away for a long time and people go, oh, you haven't seen that in a long time, maybe it's time Mm. to bring that back. You know, but again, it goes all goes back to passion, something you have a passion to tell. Because I can sit there and go like, oh, people are dying for this type of movie, but if I don't know really how to tell it or I'm like, I don't really like that, I'm going to make a crummy version of it. So it's really that. So I think it starts with that. Um, and then it is, you know, you were right, Sarah. It, it's about gathering 
the right ingredients. <laughs> you know, you got to mm-hmm. get the, you know, script is first and foremost. And so I'd say script is the same as the recipe that you're going to put together, what your botanicals are. Anya will give you that £10 later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> that sound clip can be played to all the relatives, the family gathering, just to go, see, it really does matter what I did. <laughs> say, well done. You've done it. <laughs> no, but it, it's true. You know, I mean, and when I was developing this gin, it was, you know, first of all, it's finding the right botanicals. You know, the process, just to tell you, you know, the, I tell you the process of movies, I'll tell you the process of the gin, because I found it very fascinating. Because, you know, look, I'm not a distiller. I'm not like, you know, I'm, I don't know how to do that. I just know what I like. You know, so when I first met with the Minhas gang, it was basically like, what do you want out of this? What gins do you like? What gins don't you like? It was just this kind of total download mm-hmm. for hours and hours about this, that, and down to micro stuff. And so then they take all that info and these master mm-hmm. distillers go away and they s- distill eight variations close to what you say, you know, what they took out of what you said. And mm-hmm. then you sample those and you're like, okay, no, that one's not at all right. This one's close. This has an element that I like in it, but I don't like that. You know, so basically you kind of cobble together. You usually kind of get rid of five of them and then there's three. You go like, these are interesting. They then take that, go off do the exact same process, eight come back that are much closer together. And you just do the same thing over and over again for, for mm. several steps. Oh, it sounds like a really hard process. Oh, my. Well, I'll tell you. Awful. Ya. Well, I can tell you, I was never drunker in my life than the day I had to finalize <laughs> our formula. <laughs> because by the time you get down to the last eight, they are micro variations, yeah. absolute yeah. micro. And so you're there and you're, you know, cause my wife was like, well, you didn't have to drink them. I was like, I'm not, I'm literally <laughs> sipping, but I'm sipping a hundred times, you know, yeah. like, no, this, 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 okay, yes, yes, yes. And then once you go like, I think it's this, then it's like, okay, let's make a martini. Let's make one mm-hmm. with a twist. Let's make a dirty martini. Okay, let's make a Negroni. Let's make a gin and soda. Let's make a gin and tonic, mm-hmm. you know, and see what holds up. And yeah, then you're just, you know, flat out on the table <laughs> at the end of that. <laughs> so, but that's I like... I suddenly think that we should maybe make a gin just to do that. Yeah. Because I think that sounds like a great time. Exactly. It's a, it's a very nice time. <laughs> um, so, Paul, going back to passion, you told us the story about what made you want to create the gin. Mm-hmm. Is the passion for film similar Mm-hmm. Very much. Did so. it all start in Vegas? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I knew I wanted to be in showbiz, or, you know, doing this I, when I was a kid. I mean, starting again, like about five, I was I was in this um, kindergarten uh, Christmas pageant, and I got the role of the lead elf for summer, who's who's the skeptical elf, and all the other kids had convinced me that Christmas is great, and. They told everybody, okay, uh, you have to have your parents have to make you a elf costume. And so, you know, I go home and tell my parents and my dad's like, oh, for God's sakes, how am I going to make an elf costume? You know, my, my, my parents were not crafty. Let's just say that. <laughs> and my dad, my dad owned an army surplus store, which sells old army gear and all that stuff. So he takes me down to his store and he finds like a pair of like green olive drab green boxer shorts and like a T-shirt and this like olive. Everything is olive gr- drab yeah. because that's what the <laughs> army was. So this kind of watch cap. And then he couldn't figure out shoes. So he, he had these big green socks. So he put like these two pieces of foam in the front that were really long. They look like giant bananas and put them on my feet. And every parent is listening to this going, oh my God, I've been there. I've created that. Yes. Well, what happened? So then, so I got this outfit that we all kind of 
think is kind of funny. I remember my mother just laughing hysterically when she put this cotton ball on top of my head. And I was like, okay, I, I think you're setting me up for failure, but here we go. We get to the school. These kids look like their parents worked for like a Hollywood costume department. I mean, it was yeah. like literally out of a movie. Everybody had this perfect red and green and, you know, bright colors and perfectly formed shoes and all this. So, so the play starts and then I'm supposed to walk out in the middle of it. So they're all out there doing their song. I come walking out in this ridiculous outfit and the audience goes crazy. <laughs> Derisively so. I mean, just the biggest laugh you've ever heard in your life. But all I heard as a kid was like, wow, look at the yeah. response I got. <laughs> And something went in my head of like, I, it's God is my witness. I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to make an audience laugh, you know, because it just, it was so great. You know, nobody, you know, was praise and stuff. So yeah, so it was, it just got ingrained in my head that I wanted to do comedy. And I also just wanted you know, to make people happy. I'm a real people pleaser. So, you know, that, that was the goal. Yeah. And so that always been the passion, but it, then I became an actor for many years. And then I was a stand, well, I was a stand up comedian first, then I was an actor. And then I eventually transitioned into uh, being a writer director. Yeah. So, you know, so, but you, yeah, you have to have passion because, you know, the thing is both with a gin, but especially with a movie, when you make a movie, it is your 24 hour a day, seven day a week spouse, basically. Mm -hmm. um, it's all you think it's all you, it's, it, it just consumes your life. So that's why I've had a couple of times I've sort of come onto projects that I was like, well, I don't know. And as I start to kind of feel myself flag, it's like, I got to get off it because mm -hmm. if I, I can't, you literally can't do it. I mean, it's, it's like being in a, in a bad marriage, you know, you're just like, mm -hmm. I got to get out of here. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, so you need that passion in order to take it over the finish line. Because, you know, but this new movie that I have coming out in September called The School for Good and Evil on Netflix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, you know, this is the school for me. Yeah. Definitely. Where evil yeah. stepmothers should always be. Yeah. I love the fact that it's got a red apple. I've been trying to feed Anya one for years and she will not take a bite. I'm I'm sorry. Now you've been warned. Apparently something's going to happen when you bite that apple. So. But, you know, this movie has taken it's been two and a half years of my life. So if you're not passionate about it, you cannot every day be, too, you know, be doing that for two and a half years. So, yeah. But if you are, then it's the greatest thing in the world because then you, every day you're fresh and kind of, oh, let's do this, let's do that. Mm -hmm. So And same with the gin, you know. I mean, you know, you, you have moments when you go away and they're doing stuff, but, like, to get it out there and to sell it, and you know and to just mm -hmm. be passionate about it which i am that's you know takes a lot of energy i was just gonna say i think you can really tell there's you in the gin a in the flavoring but b also in how it looks yeah. it is the most gorgeous bottle ever mm. It just looks wonderful. And I think you can really sort of go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I can see that. Yeah. Well, you know, again, that get back to movies and, to, you know, and, and mm -hmm. gin. It's like that. that is the production design really on this. Because, mm -hmm. you know, first I knew just like you have to have the great script, you know, that you can't have a good movie without a great script. So we, so we had the gin. We finally got the gin where we knew it was great. and We were really happy with it. But it's like, yeah, I'm not just going to stick it in a bot, you know, regular bottle. Mm -hmm. Like I want this to be on everybody's bar card. And I want to be the thing you're like, ooh, what's that? And I want to look like it's been around for 150 years, you know, and that's why mm -hmm. it's called Arting Stalls. You know, it's, again, we're always trying to figure out what's the best title for our for our movies, what's going to make people. Arting Stalls, you know, is a little obscure, but, but it was my mother's maiden name. Um, okay. my mother's side of the family is British. She was, um, she was uh, Canadian, but, but the Arting Stall side is British. And I just liked, it sounded old and, and mm -hmm. it's not, it kind of rolled up. Once you get used to it, it kind of rolls off the tongue. I 
would literally do, uh, I would do practice things of like, okay, I'm going to go to the uh, bar. Like, can I have a figs uh, martini? Ugh, no, that sounds terrible. You know? And then finally, and my grandmother, great grandmother was whiteheads. So like, well, maybe a whiteheads martini. But then I was like, I don't know. Arting, Arting Stoll's martini. I was like, oh, that kind of, it's got a nice flow that to sounds, it. So mm-hmm. there you go. So that, there's, so the, yeah. the rehearsal, there's rehearsals involved just like in movies too. Yeah. <laughs> And 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 I was going to go on to the you know the the ingredients as you were saying, and I think the art installs kind of brings that as well. When you were talking about the gin and having to really taste the difference between you know finding that absolute right thing that clicks and feels mm-hmm. right, yeah. the name felt right, the balance, the botanicals just suddenly feels right. Yeah, is there the same moment with a film when you suddenly go? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That combination of things that that's what we've got. Yeah, constant. It's constant. I mean, it, first of all, it's with the script, so it's like you know, because you're working on a script forever, and you know, you've you've got notes, and then the people you're you know doing it for, they've got notes, and then then the actors come in and they've got notes and all that. So, and you're always kind of like, is it ready? Is it ready? Is it ready? And there's always a moment where you go like, oh, I th- okay, I think we're ready to go. You know, this feels like it's the right combo, and then you know, you do know in a movie versus a gin, you, you still, when you're on the set, you can still play around and try stuff, but you you never go in without going, okay, this would be great if we just shot this. So there's that, but then there is, once you've got that script, it's like, okay, now we need the cast. And, and honestly, the cast is the most important thing. Well, script and cast are, are, are together the most important thing, but if you don't have the right cast, the world's greatest script can be a terrible movie, and we've seen it happen you know, a bunch. And so it's really getting the ingredients of who are these actors that from the stars all the way down to who's going to say two lines here, you know, but everybody's got to be great. You can't have any scrubs in there or, you know, one bad performance will pull a whole movie down. Even if it's the person going yeah. like, Oh, they're over there. You know, if somebody's like, they're over there, you know, stiff, then you're like, what happened? What's wrong with this director? They don't know what they're doing. So yeah. So you got those ingredients and then, then the then once you've sh- once you've got that then you got to shoot it and so every day you're trying to get the ingredients right you're n- every day what you're doing is you're you're gathering ingredients but you're not necessarily doing your final formula you, you're getting mm. ready for that but it's not till you get to the editing room that's when it really becomes the final formula because you've got the script that's on the screen you've got the actors that are on the screen you've got the shots that you did for that now you've got to get it all cut together. Get the timing perfect, make sure you put in the right things, take out the wrong things, take out things that are too long, all that. So, you know, it takes, you know, let's say two to four months for a standard movie to shoot it. And it takes well over half a year to sometimes a year to edit it. So, you know, because that's the hardest thing. And people kind of just go, oh, once you shoot it, you just throw it together. No, it's the hardest thing in the world to get it right, because literally two seconds here, two frames here that are too many or too few, throw the whole rhythm off. And then as an audience, you don't know why you're not liking it. You're just going like, something's wrong. It's either too slow or it's too fast or too jerky or, you know. So that's why we just, you know, it takes forever. It's that moment when you've got eight different, very similar gins, but you have to decide which one, but you're doing it with a film. (laughs) That's exactly it. And, and it's basically, you know, it's kind of like what we do is a uh, test screenings, which, you know, we'll get the movie together where we're kind of like, I think, I think it works. I think let's put it in front of an audience and see what they think. So we are our own test screening, basically, when we're tasting the gin. But then it's like you need impartial people, you know, and also with the gin. It's kind of like, OK, once we go, I think this is good. Like people, you know, who like gin, you go like, try this. Is this any good? You know, so but, you know, but with the te- with movies, the test screening, we just live and die on those because 
we can sit around all day and go like, this is great, you know, but an audience of impartial people that you don't know. They have things called friends and family screenings which basically go get your friends and your family. Those are worthless. They're absolutely worthless yeah. because, you know, your friends are going to go, oh, it's great. You know, you get people off the street and they are brutal. Um, but you need that, you know, because that's what an audience is going to be. They don't know you. They're going to be like, you know, what is this? Why is this so terrible? So, um, yeah. So a lot of testing goes into that. Yeah. And that appealing to different tastes must be really hard because, you know, we've yeah. we've drunk quite a lot of gin mm. on this podcast and our guests always choose the gin and it's the one they like. It's not always yeah. the one we like. There's quite often there are ones right. that we really don't like. We've been pleasantly surprised with some mm. because, and I think that's similar as well with film, isn't it? Where you might see something, you think, oh, it's I'm not going to like it. Yeah. It's not my kind of thing. And mm. then you're pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's meant to be a fruity flavoured gin, but actually so it's more meant gin. to be a fruity film for a minute. And I was like, that sounds film. perfect. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> well, also, but all, that, I mean, that also goes back to like what is organically done and what is thrown in to to pander if you will you know and, and it's like when you it, it's the difference between a movie that is trying to break new ground or is doing something different w- with something that people normally like but you're trying to twist it a bit versus a movie that you go like oh well, they're like you know somebody's going like well that movie made a ton of money so let's make one of those too you know and they, i feel like that's the, the equivalent of like pouring syrup <laughs> into something going like well people like rhubarb so here let's take this crappy rhubarb and put it in and then yeah. they'll buy it you know because thank god audiences consumers are tough on stuff because our hard-earned money goes into it so we're not going to be like this is great even if it's terrible so you know it is a meritocracy eventually which is good and then you can always go on twitter and find out exactly what people are thinking about anything that you've ever produced exactly you see there you go (laughs) so do you use gin as a mark of character and sort of fit within the films you know is it part of the casting if you like gin you're Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I tend to want to do that. I, I nothing makes my heart sink more than when I go out with somebody and I, we order martinis and, and they go, "Oh, can I have a vodka martini?" I'm like, mm, "Boo!" You know, it's, it's just, I'm just you're a purist. You're not going to be in the film. Yeah, you're out. You're out. I'm sorry. Exactly. Because, you know, but look, I, I hate to be that. I hate to be a snob, but then that way I'm a little snobby just because I, I don't mind if you're you like it. It's fine. Snobs. It's fine. Right. It's fine. <laughs> I am known for judging my friends drink choices <laughs> there you go see i actually i judge the bartenders harsher because I, I i i don't i try not to be like the, the jerk going like hey you know but when you go oh can i have a martini and they go vodka or gin i'm always like i want can i have a martini <laughs> which means if i said if i can i have a vodka martini then yes that's what i want so yeah but these yeah, days yeah. you know it's like it's like you know trying to hold back the ocean you're I don't go to classy enough places that they know to ask anything like that. I tend to go to student places where they go, you want a martini? Really? Yeah. I can do you a sex on the beach. Oh, God. And yeah. a picture of it rather yeah. than just one With glass. a spoon stuck Yeah, exactly. To stir it yourself and a straw. Exactly. And shots, which I, I have a I have an issue with shots. I've, I've never been a shots guy because it's like... Alcohol is great. Look, if you just want to get drunk, sure. You know, drink rubbing alcohol. Like, 
it's all about sort of the the fun of it. And there's something about if you're having a shot, it has nothing to do with appreciating the taste. You don't go like, oh, this is so good. Knock it back really fast. Like if something's really good, you go like, oh, man, sip this and really enjoy it. So so a shot is literally just about let's just get drunk fast. But my whole thing is like, you know, just get it straight up and sip it. You'll get drunk but it'll take longer and you can string out the night why do you want to get drunk right up front you know unless you're just looking to cause trouble or whatever but you know so i don't know I, i'm not a, i'm not a shots guy but you know let's put that on a t-shirt saying if you sip it it takes longer to get drunk but you have more fun say there you go that's right isn't that a, just a for in, in life a general kind of thing perfect that's the next quote post on yeah, instagram and yeah, <laughs> And can can that come back to film as well in terms of, you know, where you put things and the whole crafting of putting something together? Because we were saying about the art installs, you know, what you have on the nose, what you have on first taste, what it leaves you with. Mm. And, you know, if you're going to go comedy film, we all know them, the ones that have started with however many shots, 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 yeah. and then you're drunk. And then it's going to last another two hours, but it's really shit. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, that is, you you are dead, you're dead right. It's, we spend all our time making sure that you never lose faith in us as filmmakers. Because even though you aren't aware, you're not thinking like, oh, the filmmaker, when you're watching a movie, you are judging the filmmaker. You, You are in the hands of the filmmaker, let's say that. Like, literally, I mean, you know, the way that we, Focus, you know, you're watching a movie and like it's focused on somebody's face and suddenly the focus throws to somebody behind you, you look behind them. That is us literally taking the back of your head and going, look at our, look over here, look here, look here, look here. <laughs> no, we are, we control you for, for those two hours. And so you have to trust the filmmaker. And, you know, it, it's what I, my editor um, who did uh, Bridesmaids, he used to call it the uh, the greasy cheeseburger. The greasy, <laughs> greasy cheeseburger is the same as the dress shop scene in Bridesmaids mm-hmm. because... One of my favorite scenes. <laughs> it's it, Now it's a famous scene, but when we would do the test screenings, we actually, our scores were never that good on that movie because people would scream with laughter at that scene and then... Mm-hmm. Five minutes later, just like when you eat a giant greasy cheeseburger, you're like, this is so great. Five minutes later, you're like, I shouldn't have eaten that. And so people are like, I should have laughed at that. Like that was, they feel bad. And then they're like, oh, I didn't like that scene because it made me, and you're like, I heard you laughing. So I'm sorry. (laughs) You liked it. So you got that. But 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 it's the angry villagers. That, That was the one I meant to bring up, which is. A movie starts, you know, you never go to a movie going like, this is going to be terrible. I can't wait to watch it unless you just know it's some crappy movie you're going to laugh at. But, you know, you paid money. I did so it go- with Breaking Dawn Part 2. I'm not going to lie. I went in going, this is going to be awful, but I can't wait. But you've you go. got to get it done. <laughs> right. Or like a showgirls or something. Then you go, okay, let's just have fun watching a terrible movie. But, but in general, you know, you're there like, I really want to watch this movie. I just paid money for this. And so, and let's just say with a comedy. So, first joke comes up and you're like, well, that wasn't that funny, you know, but okay, maybe the next joke will be funny. And the next joke comes up, you're like, that wasn't that funny. And you get about four of those in a row, and the villagers become angry, and then they want to burn down the village. Yeah. You know, they bring the stakes out, because they're like, we paid for this, and you're showing us terrible jokes that I know you think are supposed to be funny, and you think I'm supposed to be laughing at, and then they get mad. So so that we have, you know, that's why we do the test screening so much for, for comedies, because it's like, let's see if these jokes work, because... We have we all. I, mean, I can tell you a billion jokes that I thought were gonna just tear the house down, and get in front of the audience like here they come and like ha ha little titter or just nothing and you're like oh man. But then some joke that I'm like, why are we even putting this in? It's dumb or it's nobody's gonna get it. 
destroys. And so you just have to go like, I just don't know. You know, I know enough to get us to where we'll have the stuff. But then mm-hmm. I don't know at the end of the day what people are going to respond to. And so mm-hmm. it is up to us to then replace it. With, you know, that's why we shoot a million jokes and all that. Because you go, okay, pull that out, put this one in. But it's up to us to then go like, take that out. You know, and there's so many times people will go, um, you know, like, oh, I got kind of a chuckle. It's like, Ugh. I think it was Woody Allen once said, like, uh, chuckles are the, uh, titter, titters are the road, road to the poorhouse. And it's basically, you know, like if a joke <laughs> just kind of go, uh, that means people are going like, man, it was kind of funny you know so um yeah so it's up to us to really to weed all the bad stuff out so that all you're watching is the cream of the crop and uh, and it's moving along and so that must also be about how important it is to let people who are the experts in what they do to do it mm-hmm. yeah so like with the gin going to the people who mm-hmm. are really good to be able to put all of your ideas together so when you're there going you know but i really like that yeah. flavor it's like <laughs> yeah but it doesn't go with the rest yeah <laughs> get rid of it you know you might like that but it's no, wrong it's gone <laughs> yeah no it's my dad always drummed into my head you know he was a businessman he owned a store and all that and um he said let you know you and you're in charge find the best people and then let them do their thing you know and you can check in and kind of like if you don't understand something and get explained or if you know if you think something's really wrong challenge it but get somebody great and then just let them do what they do and then go like oh that's great or like oh hey what about this you know um versus trying to micromanage everything. You know, if I went in with mm. these distillers, like, oh, you put this in, you know, I one thing, we were in Peru, um, like right when I was developing it and I went to this farm in the middle of nowhere and they had this mint, he said, this mint, it's, it's the only place in the world. I was like, oh, grab some. So I'd like, this is, gonna be, this is our secret ingredient. We're gonna have this great mint. I take it back to them. They put it and they go like, it it just overshadows everything. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, but it's from a place here. Let me try it. And I taste it like, yeah, it's terrible. Like, what am I thinking? <laughs> but, you know, trying to be cool. Is, uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there that as well in that you can be lured by trying to be too cool? Because oh, yeah. to keep ahead of everyone else, it's like, you know, yeah, I'm going to do this thing and it's going to be amazing. It's yeah. really shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that is, we kind of fight that most of all. I think that's why we do the test screenings because, again, you know, I mean, look, when the audience doesn't like something that you love, it's not like we're like, oh, I guess we were wrong. You're just like, oh, screw those people. <laughs> They're a bunch of idiots. They don't get it. You know, They're wrong. They're right. Wrong. So so then a lot of times we'll go like, let's try it again. So we'll get the whole different audience and like they didn't get it. So once two audiences don't get it, you're like, all right, it's just me. <laughs> I'm trying to be yeah. too pretentious Move or on. yeah, or, or, or I'm just not explaining it right, you know. Yeah. That was always my logic. I'd be like, no, 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 Sean, I know you're telling me I need to take this out of my script, but listen, if I explain it to you... Oh, no, I know. And then here's you, this can't, whole... you can't explain it to an audience. No, it's like, stop the film. Everyone listens. Exactly. This is what you have to know here. Here's why you're dumb and why I'm smart. <laughs> right. yeah. And then eventually you get to that point where you go, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. And your point about it being magic, how much of what you do is just like, well, it just... Happened. It just happened. And then you justify it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's up to me to get the ingredients right. You know, meaning let's get the right script. Let's get the right actors. Let's put them in the right situation. But then then that's when I have to go, okay, I know, but I don't know. So let me get out of the way. You know, and, and you know, so the way that I work when I make a movie is I don't rehearse. I basically set it up. 
So we get them there, and I don't like to rehearse when we just to set the camera. You're like, okay, the camera's going to be here, and if if it's going to be a complicated move, it's like, all right, but just I, like don't act, just read the lines and walk. So I'm going to see where you're going to be, and then we'll set that up. So then I know where I want it to be to get to, but I go like, let's just start and see what they do. And most of the time, what the, mm-hmm. they do, I'm kind of like, that's not at all what I was expecting. <laughs> it's not the point where you Okay, just forget the script a minute. Yeah. Just have fun with it. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of like, let's see what happens. And so, but then, as opposed to going like, all right, stop, let's do blah, 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 I'll go like, okay, let me try to inch towards what I want. So, like, okay, we'll mm-hmm. try this, you know, and then that, then it'll kind of change and then we'll try this and so as they're fine-tuning to what i think i want i'm getting all these other possibilities Mm -hmm. of performance and and, and tone and all that and so generally when i get to the thing that is the thing i wanted i mean nine times out of ten i'm like "Ah, that's not as good as what happened on the fourth take um, mm. Or sometimes, literally, somebody will do some, the first take when I'm like, oh, God. Like, so many times I'll be kind of like in my head, like, what the hell were they thinking? But, but you know, I always make a rule, like, never go like, what is that? Go like, okay, cool, we got that. Now let's do this. I'll get back to the editing room a lot of times. And that one that I was like, oh, brother, we my editor goes like, this is really good. And I'm like, that's not yeah. what I wanted. And then he puts it in. I watch it three times. I'm like, you know what? You're right. That's way better. So yeah. you have yeah. to be, you have to have the confidence to know that you don't know everything yeah so i was just thinking we've got with the gin we've got the key botanicals yeah. mm-hmm. we've got our holy trinity can we remember our holy trinity juniper citrus mm-hmm. and emma is just there rolling around going <laughs> got it wrong and i'm i'm just making you putting you on wait pressure. do you not remember no. either oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice well i'm not gonna tell either one of you <laughs> no but then you've got all of your secret botanicals yeah. you know in yeah. terms of your special recipe mm-hmm. and are they signature special recipes so do you have your comedy signature signature special recipes <laughs> as well as your holy trinity of your core things that you have to have in yeah, I mean, I think every filmmaker tells versions of the same story over and over again because there's something we're trying to work out in our lives or something that we just relate to more than anything else. And for me, it's underdogs. Everything I do is about somebody who has not figured out their place in the world, doesn't know if they're doing the right thing, feels underappreciated, and through whatever they go through, find their confidence, find out who they are. And, you know, Aw, send it on you. There you <laughs> Thanks, go. Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think a lot of people really, you know, respond to that because I think that's how a lot of us feel in life. And, you know, whenever I get sent scripts about, like, you know, it's the hottest lawyer in town, he's the coolest person, and then he has a fall from grace, it's like, well, I can't relate to that person up front. Like, I don't really care about yeah. the person who's yeah. so cool that then they have to have a downfall, you know. So, so yeah, so that that's kind of the signature. The other thing for me, though, is I love genres, and so one of my thing is I'm just trying to literally in my career work my way through every genre, <laughs> like to make one nice. of every movie I will be very happy. Nice. You know, so it's I still like got a lot to go. through the cocktail menu. Yes, yes. one of every cocktail. Exactly. And do you try and bring gin and cocktails into your films as well, or do they sneak in, or do you keep? 
Big in a simple favor. Big in it. Yeah, very big in simple favor. I know, sadly, I didn't, arting stalls didn't exist yet then. So we used aviation. Placement. There we go. I was going to say, because it wasn't Ryan Reynolds gin. Yeah, I know, because it was Blake. And Blake's like, she's like, oh, oh, you know, Ryan's got this gin he really likes. I'm like, oh, okay, let's put it in. I didn't know he owned the company. So, you know. That's a good wife right there. Yeah, I know. She was very. Hold on. She really, she helped it out. But but then, but actually, if you watch my movie Last Christmas, you will see uh, mm. uh, uh, Amelia Clark pouring Emma Thompson a shot of uh, Ardingstall's gin on uh, Brick Lane. Oh. So yeah, so I snuck it in. And the, I have this, to the, stu- it now. the studio didn't know I had my own gin, so I don't think they. I think they just thought it was a prop. <laughs> and actually, if you look really carefully, um, there's a scene on uh, the Strand when uh, Henry Golding is talking to Amelia Clark, and he's standing up, and we had a bus, a double decker bus went by, and it had a big poster for a movie that was out but the movie's supposed to take place the, our movie's supposed to take place like a few years earlier so I was like oh we gotta change that they said what do you want to change it to so if you look really closely it's a big ad for Artingstall's gin on the side Brilliant. of the box <laughs> we digitally put in so I keep waiting for them to take it out <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to watch that film again now without being like oh there it is yes <laughs> that's something we can do afterwards for the rest of the gin yeah go and watch back there you go see perfect but one of my dreams though is is to go back into a, a simple favor and digitally take out aviation gin and put in Artingstall's gin. So someday you will see Blake Lively with a digital bottle of, of Artingstall's. It's God is my witness. And then release it as the director's cut. There you go. <laughs> with a free bottle of gin. I'd watch Perfect. it. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> and the Netflix thing that you've got coming up, can mm-hmm. I just ask, mm-hmm. are the stepmothers going to come out really well? Uh, well, there, um, we, we, we don't have a lot of stepmothers in it, I will say, but we have our, our, our professors of, um, of the, uh, School for Good and Evil as Charlize Theron is the, uh, that dean of the School for Evil and Carrie Washington's the dean of the, uh, School for Good. And then Lawrence Fishburne is the uh, schoolmaster of the whole place. So, and then Michelle Yeoh is, is the, uh. Professor of Beautification. So, oh, it's uh, just a couple of all-star cast members. Yeah, there. nobody exactly. really big. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so it's you know it's yeah it's, it's pretty good. And then we have this amazing young cast uh, around them, and it's very exciting. Mm. I, mean, I can't wait but for people no to see. No gin it. involved. No, well that's hilarious because you know I'm always trying to fit, put my gin in somewhere, and my <laughs> my business partner uh, Ravinder Minhas is you know he's like, well, can you get it in there? It's like. This movie's for kind of young young adults. I don't know if I can <laughs> shove a bottle of gin into a fantasy world. As much as if I tried, it was I was always British looking around. boarding school, you absolutely could. <laughs> I know. Sadly, we're in a fantasy world, which I guess I could do whatever I wanted. But I was yeah. like, oh, it was hard. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think there's the role for the evil stepmother that is just constantly on Gin. Yes, there you go. That's right. Dropping the child off. That's right. Well, actually, we we do have a we do have a, a, a fairly evil stepmother in the beginning. So, uh, but she she doesn't have a Aww. yeah yeah. But she's uh she's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to watch it. I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Well, I quite happily have arting stores as a product placement yeah. because it is again it's stunning. Bloody bubble. good gin. Really good gin. Yeah. yeah. And thank you so much, Paul. Yeah. 
It's been fab. Thank you. Really good. I've loved exploring that whole mashup, gin film mashup. And when I finally create the perfect martini, I will let you know. (laughs) There you go. Excellent. And kudos for the great question because it it turned out to be uh, very accurate and and, and very uh, compatible. Yep. Well done. Well done. (laughs) Thank you very much. And keep writing. Oh, I will. Best of luck with your your film writing career. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And we will keep... Drinking gin. Absolutely. And um, we'll now figure out what we've what we've learned to answer that question, which I think is, you know, as always, a lot more than we had at the beginning. <laughs> there you go. See, we did it. Hoo-hoo! Arting stalls gin and film. I have a bold statement to make. Oh, my golly gosh. Hmm. Anya's bold statement. I think it's one of my favourite gins from this series. Do you know, I agree. Mm. Um, I'm not disappointed that I don't have anything in it because it doesn't need it. It's beautifully smooth. It's really smooth. It's everything we like in a gin. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It hasn't got anything that makes me go, ooh, no, I don't like that bit. I would have it as a cupboard staple or a bar cart staple any day. I, it can't live in the cupboard. Mm. I mean, look at that. It's it can't, stunning. it's too gorgeous. It's yeah. such a beautiful bottle. Head bottle. to our Instagram to see a picture, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Plug. Um, and it At is top really, region. it is very photogenic too. It is. Um, and it is, it's really tasty. I'm enjoying this mm. gin a lot. I'd also like... To make a martini yeah. with it. Yeah. Because I've never been that big on martinis, but I think I'm going I think to take because Paul's... I've only ever had a vodka martini. I think I've had a gin martini, but I've probably also had a shit martini. Yeah. You know, I've just a had a stand shit teeny. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've had a shit teeny in, you know, standard bar order something, but not from anywhere yeah. that's making a decent one. And I think I want to learn how to make a decent one. Do you want to watch a simple favour with me then? Oh, maybe we could do that. But anyway, anyway, what have we learned? We've learned that there are lots of similarities between making a gin and making a film. Yeah, aren't there just? Yep, you have to have the right ingredients. You've got to have your holy trinity. Yep. You know, you've got to have your... The script, the cast, and a cracking director. Yeah, and editors. Yeah, yeah. Worth the weight in gold. Thank you, Ben. To really bring that and knit that together. Yep. You've got to trust in those experts like producing the gin. You've got to trust when they go, yeah, it's a really good idea, but we're not going to do it. And you have to have passion. You've got to have passion. Mm -hmm. So you've got to have passion. I think that's the holy trinity is passion, ingredients. Experts. Experts. Mm. And then you've got your signature. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got your botanicals that you want to add you've got your people probably that you like to work with yeah that kind of get you because uh-huh. it's all about trying to put what Paul you loves want Melissa into, McCarthy, I think. into thing yeah and then yeah so then you've got that whole I love the idea of when you're watching a film someone's got a hold of your back of your head yeah. <laughs> and they're like leading you through it's it. funny because he said a few things Casey went oh I learned that in uni I know that <laughs> Um, we've also got avoiding the greasy hamburger. Yeah. Or accepting it, you know? Yeah. And no angry villagers. No angry villagers. Don't want any of them. And I think that also comes with the gin, with gin tasting. Yeah. You know, there are, there have been those gins where you taste it and you're like, Mm. yeah, it's 
it's all right. I'm not that wowed by it. It's no. I'm not loving it. And then you take the second taste and it's like, still not loving it. And those are the ones that you have a half-empty yeah. glass and you're like, I didn't want so, to go anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't have that with this, Jen. I know. It's going down really well. I certainly didn't have that with Paul. It was a very, very enjoyable episode to record. Cracking episode. Cracking episode. Lovely guy. Yeah. Great guy. Really good. Yeah. Good chin. Smashing day. <sighs> and now I can go and be an evil stepmother with my gin. And pack you off to boarding school. Hello. Hello. That was quite enjoyable. <laughs> it was. Do you know, I'm sad that you're not in the room with me again. You were then for this episode, but you're not now. I was. I know, we're separated by quite a few miles we now are. and a few technological issues potentially, but we'll battle on. <laughs> we will. And I really enjoyed doing that episode, doing that whole tasting room with you and Emma and our mm-hmm. guest. And I think we should keep it up, even though we're separated by quite a few miles. Yeah. To explain, essentially... I am now in Bristol all the time being an adult and therefore we're doing things a little differently. But we're still going to do it. She's still going to play. We're still going to have gin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, we're going to come back with series five. We are. And it's going to be slightly similar to what you've heard today with a little bit less tagging in of sort of future on your and Sarah and a little bit more organisation. But we're going to hopefully... Have everyone in the same room more. Yeah, I mean, it might be a Zoom room, but we'll be doing it all together. So we will have the tasting room coming out on Tuesday, Booze Day with Anya, with Emma, with the guest, with lots of gin. And then we'll have our main. But most importantly, Sarah will continue to buy for me. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So series five, we will come out soon. We don't know when yet. We're getting our guests all lined up. So, yeah, come back, Series 5, sometime soon, and enjoy the new format. And as ever, if you'd like to get in touch with us, please do. We like knowing that you're enjoying things. We do. Topic gin on everything. And you can email us. We always forget that. You can email us. You can, you can. It's hello at ginandtopic.com. Excellent. Suggest a friend for us to chat to. Yeah, and more gin. (laughs) Perfect. Well done, us. I'll see you soon. Yeah, bye.